Hello and welcome to No Name Sports. This is Bob Marshall, host and founder of No Name Sports. Today is 14 June 2019. Beautiful June day here in the beautiful state of Utah. And since the last episode, two major, major, major things has happened in the world of sports. The first being the Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues took home the trophy in Game 7 with a 41 victory over the Boston Bruins. Conn Smythe winner, MVP trophy, goes to Ryan O'Reilly. And then the NBA champion Toronto Raptors, which is kind of weird to say, took home the win last night on the, on the 13th of June. Uh, in Game 6, 114 to 110 over the Golden State Warriors. I do believe that I think most people, unless you're from the Bay Area, probably aren't too mad about that. Uh, I know I'm not uh, being a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Uh, obviously, since uh, LeBron James left, it hasn't been quite the same team. But definitely happy to see the Raptors take one home just to change things up in the world of basketball. But starting out with that, let's go ahead and start with the Stanley Cup. St. Louis Blues. Uh, Seven games. Uh, I honestly don't think there's many things better than a game seven in the world of sports. It's it's very unique. It's something we don't it's, you see a lot nowadays because there's so many playoff series and such going on. However, game sevens are always the best, no matter if it's the first round or the finals. But it's it specifically holds a special place, I think, in a lot of people's hearts because of the fact that it is the NBA Finals. I'm sorry, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. So it's great to watch. It was the first Stanley Cup win for the St. Louis Blues, who were founded in 1967 uh, with the first expansion in the modern uh, National Hockey League. They were joined by the Los Angeles Kings, the Minnesota North Stars, Oakland Seals, uh, Philadelphia Flyers, and Pittsburgh Penguins. There's two teams on there that some of you may have never heard of. Uh, the first being the Minnesota North Stars, who in the 90s moved to Dallas and became the Dallas Stars. And then you have the Oakland Seals, who didn't last very long in the Oakland area. They merged with the Cleveland Barons, who didn't last very long in the, state of Cle- in the city of Cleveland. And then they merged with the North Stars, who would later uh, move to Dallas to be the Stars, as we know them today. But it was great to see the city of St. Louis... When I don't know if I speak for everyone, but I definitely speak for myself when I say uh, I don't have to keep watching the uh, city of Boston continue to win. Uh, I do enjoy seeing a team that hasn't won one uh, in a while, or in this case ever, go ahead and take home a trophy. That's definitely something that kind of that makes something a lot of people feel better than just watching the Patriots and the Bruins and the Celtics and so on take take trophies. So great, great win. A uh, great atmosphere there in, uh, in St. Louis. The fans definitely, definitely, I'm not going to say deserved it because I don't think any fan deserves anything, but they definitely, it felt good to see the city of St. Louis win. Uh, happy for them and happy for my friends. I have a handful of friends out there who are Blues fans. Uh, very, very happy for you all and happy to see that. So as the season ends, we head into Free agency and the draft. Um, that comes up here 
shortly. I'm pulling up when the draft is. The draft starts on February. Or I'm sorry, Friday, June 21st, which is next week. Uh, so the NHL does not screw around. It's definitely uh, let's get let's get down to work and get busy and get these guys drafted, get them in the camp and get ready for the season to start again in October. Um, it's the beginning of the summer, but uh, the draft is coming. The draft will be held this year in Vancouver, British Columbia, almost at Washington. That's not the case. Uh, the top five picks in this year's NHL draft are the uh, New Jersey Devils, New York Rangers, Chicago Blackhawks, Colorado Avalanche. They got that pick from the Senators. And the Los Angeles Kings. The draft in the NHL, is uh, it's going to be fun to see some of these young guys come up. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, talent, young talent in the draft coming out this year. So it's going to be definitely be interesting to see but of course when there's a draft there's also players who've already been drafted and those players are free agents this year the top five free agents going into nhl free agency is number one this is according to sportsnet.ca which is the canadian.com you have eric carlson the defenseman currently playing for the sharks he looks to possibly maybe be changing some scenery uh, the Sharks did have a good season with him. They made it to the to the conference finals, the Western Conference Finals, uh, where they were beat by the Blues. So definitely going to be interesting to see where he goes and if he ends up staying there or not. Now, as a Columbus Blue Jackets fan and someone from Ohio, it's hard to see these next three names on this list because I honestly believe there's only one way. There's We could only sign possibly one of them. And the first one is not Artemi Panarin, the young Russian he is going on the open market, uh, and it's expected to possibly go to some place that's not Columbus. Uh, part of it, too, because Columbus isn't exactly the, the place most 27-year-old uh, people want to go. And also, being a Russian, he's it's uh, said that he is looking for more of a Russian community. It's kind of a uh, feel at home, away from home. Uh, that's part of living in America, and that's part of what makes America great, is the fact that there are communities of different kinds of people. Number three is Matt Duchesne. Uh, the uh, Blue Jackets picked him up in a trade this year uh, that later in the year he was a big a big force into the run that Blue Jackets made into the playoffs. Uh, definitely would like to see him come back to Columbus. However, uh, don't know if that's going to happen, but I think if I'm the Blue Jackets, I'd definitely make a hard push to keep him in, to keep him in uh, red, white, and blue. Then you have Sergei Bobrovsky, goaltender for the Jackets. Uh, already sold his house. Or his, I guess, his apartment. He had a nice, very nice apartment in uh, Columbus. And he put it up for sale almost right after the season was over. <laughs> almost right after they were eliminated from the playoffs. Threw it up on the market. Uh, don't think he's coming back. Then you have Jeff Skinner uh, currently playing for the Buffalo Sabres. If I am the Sabres, I uh, think I'd try, try, to say, I'd try to keep them on the team. They're in a rebuild, and it's getting to the point where it's time to start kind of put it, putting up or shut up if you're uh, the Buffalo Sabres. Definitely would be interesting to see if he stays. Uh, other players on this list are Joe Pavelski at number six. Plays for the Sharks. Uh, Tyler Myers defenseman for the Jets. <clears throat> Jake Gardnier. Gardner, depending on what part of the world you're from. Defenseman for the Minnesota uh, Maple Leafs as well. So that's the top eight of the NHL free agents. Going to be interesting to see, and it's going to set us up for a fun, fun year um, of hockey coming up in the 2019-2020 season. 
I will say for sure, though, this was one of my favorite seasons of hockey. I feel if if you're a fan who just got into watching hockey because of the playoffs, this will get you ready for going into the next couple, going the next season, hopefully into the future. It is definitely a, a lot of fun. And it feels like hockey is finally for the first time, and it seems like this century, hockey's in a good place. Hockey's in a good place to grow. And that is exactly what, if you're a hockey fan, you want to see the game grow. Doesn't seem like there's going to be any any strikes coming up like there were in 2005 or 2012. Hopefully they can to keep building on what they're doing now. Um, having a Game 7, having those big fan bases, having the St. Louis Blues win, a team, not a big market team, small market teams, they're getting other people in it because you're not seeing the same teams win over and over and over again. Uh, it was a really cool uh, or a graphic I saw on Instagram this week. This is the first team to win a Stanley Cup that's colors weren't a shade of red or black since 1994 when the New York Rangers won it. Uh, it's a, obviously a very random, not uh, very important stat. But still pretty cool. Uh, it was the Avalanche, the Devils, the Penguins, the Red Wings, amongst uh, the, the and some other teams as well. The the Blackhawks, the the Kings, all those teams wear black or red, or in the Avalanche case, it is a shade of red. So definitely, uh, it's kind of cool to see that. And I mean, if I'm a if I'm a Blues fan, I'm excited. If I'm a St. Louis fan, I'm excited. This is definitely, definitely, definitely something that uh, is going to carry me into a ha- very, very, very happy for a very, very long time. Uh, being a Cavaliers fan, I know a lot of what that feels like. So transitioning now into the National Basketball Association. Great, great, great news if you're a basketball fan and you got tired of seeing the Warriors win because Toronto Raptors win game six, 114 to 110. Winning the series four games to two. Kawhi Leonard wins the MVP trophy. Kawhi Leonard is the third player all time. Almost at second. The third player all time to win two MVP trophies. One with each different team. Sorry, that came out wrong. He is the third player to win MVP for two different teams. Uh, first, it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he won it with the Bucks And the Lakers, LeBron James with the Miami Heat and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And now Kawhi Leonard with the San Antonio Spurs and the Toronto Raptors. <clears throat> Overall, it was a it was a fun series and you're going to hear people complain if hopefully you don't. Hopefully you don't. But I'm sure there's Warriors fans out there who are going to complain and say if KD was healthy, if Clay hadn't he ended up tearing his ACL last night and it'll require surgery. You're going to hear players, you're going to hear fans say that, and I think it's very baseless for those teams to say that because you have to look at using LeBron James as an example. And if anyone listening to this thinks I'm a LeBron James fan, you have it very, very wrong. We don't have that kind of time, or I don't have that kind of anger <laughs> to start ranting about LeBron James. But overall, those. those four seasons when the Cavaliers went to the finals and played the Warriors they won once in 2016 and that was when LeBron James had a healthy squad the 2015 team was not healthy not whatsoever uh, 
Kevin Love was lost in the first round against the Celtics, and then Kyrie Irving broke his kneecap, I believe, um, in the first game of the finals. And the game still, and it still went six games. Uh, LeBron, if LeBron James had a full squad there in Cleveland in 2015, I have no doubt that the Cleveland Cavaliers would have won that championship in 2015 in six games, and it would have completely, maybe completely changed the way uh, history. The NBA history is right now. Uh, the Warriors may have never been the Warriors the way that we know them today. Uh, and then, of course, the Cavaliers would go on to beat the Warriors after trailing three games to one in seven games in 2016, and then they would lose two consecutive years again. And then you get to this time here now. So you had Kevin Durant, who uh, blew his Achilles tendon. And a lot this week you hear you heard the talking heads of the world, the uh, Mike Greenbergs, the Stephen A. Smiths, the Colin Cowherds of the world. They were looking for someone to blame. Who do you blame for for KD snapping his Achilles? And I honestly don't think there is anyone to blame. You can't blame anyone because no one put. I mean, other than Kevin Durant, and I don't want it to come off like I like I have dislike for Kevin Durant, which I don't particularly care for the guy. But this isn't like a pointing a finger at Kevin Durant. But it was the NBA Finals. And Kevin Durant, since he came to the Bay Area, has done a terrific job at looking very selfish. He's, he looks, he acts, and the way he carries himself, he appears to come off very, very selfish. And this is the first non-selfish thing he has done since he came uh, to the Bay Area and played for the Warriors. So he comes out, he suits up. I believe he played uh, 11 total minutes on the floor. Uh, goes to make a move, and pop. There goes his Achilles tendon. He since had surgery on it. Looks like he'll be out a year. A very, very long year. And I don't wish injury upon anyone. And I hope that KD has a, uh, a speedy recovery. But there's no one to blame. You can't blame Steve Kerr. You can't blame the doctors. You can't blame the players on the team. Uh, just because it's not fair. It's not fair to say that, oh, we pressured him. He made his, he made his decision. He put on his uniform. He laced up his, laced up his shoes. Then he went and played basketball and it didn't work out in his favor. However, he still has a player option um, going into a contract year. He could, he could uh, basically what that means is he could opt out of his contract to become a free agent. Uh, we'll see what happens, to be honest with you. Now that he blew his Achilles the way he did, like I said, he has to he'll most likely have to set out most of the year, uh, if not all, and possibly, possibly return for a playoff run with uh, whatever team he's on, whether that be the Warriors or whoever he, he ends up signing with. But a speedy recovery for uh, Kevin Durant. But last night's game as well, another future free agent, Clay Thompson. Uh, he tore his ACL, and that's as people know, that's also probably close to another six months to a year of recovery. And it, it, you hate to see it, and you hate to see what's going to happen. And I honestly think those two injuries completely changed the way that we might have to look at the free agency going into. Uh, Going into the summer, free agency starts July 1st. It's kind of become a July 4th tradition the last handful of years where someone makes someone makes a decision right around the 4th of July and it becomes big news. Some of the key free agents we're gonna I'm gonna cover here. It's about the top eight. Uh, anyone below the top top eight is kind of um, kind of expendable. They're not gonna be a franchise changing players. But you have Kevin Durant ranked number one. This is on CBSSports.com. And you have Kevin Durant. And I think regardless if he snaps his Achilles or not, he's still 
he's still the number one uh, free agent. Like I said, he's a player's option, so he could decide to stay with the Warriors and take the guaranteed money he already has, or he could opt out. Um, personally, if I'm Kevin Durant, I, I'm staying. I'm staying with the Warriors. I'm staying in that contract. I get that money because you don't know what the free, mar- free agent market's going to be like. I still think, though, he will. I think he will opt out. I don't think he should, but I think he will. I think he'll opt out, and he'll sign a fat contract and probably not play a single game next year. And regardless if you think that these players deserve these contracts or not, I would say one player that, if you think they do deserve it, would, the deserving person would be Kevin Durant, just because of how he is as a player and who he is. He's only 30 years old. Uh, he still has, I would say, it's a solid six more years in it. And I think if he... If he wants to chase a contract and chase the money, he should. Uh, most players only get a chance at one large contract in a career. Uh, this will be Kevin's second. So more power to him. I'm all for it. This brings me to the second person on this list, Kawhi Leonard. Now, Kawhi Leonard was the MVP of the finals last night. And he got traded by the Spurs last uh, summer and to play one year with Toronto. And then it was thought he would go uh, back home to Southern California and play for the Lakers or the Clippers. But now that you win the finals with a team that's obviously good, it wasn't just Kawhi Leonard carrying a team. This wasn't the LeBron 2015 uh, teams or anything like that. It was a very good team. Kyle Lowry, uh, Pascal Siakam, even Marcus Gasol, who I think it might be a free agent as well. But still, they had a very good team there. And what I think will happen, I think Kawhi will opt out. Um... I think he'll, I think he's guaranteed that he'll opt out. But I think right now, if I'm Vegas and I'm making uh, I'm making odds, I still think there's a chance he leaves. Because you hear people say, "Well, no one's ever left a team, no stars ever left a team the year after winning the final, winning the championship." And I think we can all agree that Kawhi Leonard isn't everybody else. Kawhi Leonard is a very I'm trying to find the polite way of saying strange. And I can't find it, so we're going to call him strange. Kawhi Leonard's a very strange person uh, when it comes to athletes. He's not your standard athlete. He's not showy. He seems kind of awkward. But overall, he's a very good player. And But if anyone out there is going to change the way we do things, like leaving after winning a championship, it could be someone like Kawhi Leonard because he doesn't care what other people want him to do. And that's uh, that's definitely something I can see him doing. I want to see him stay in Toronto or go to Cleveland. <laughs> He's not going to go to Cleveland, but uh, I definitely think that uh, I would like to see him stay in Toronto and just build a build a team there in Toronto. Uh, it's not like the Raptors have had many great great years for years and years. So stay there and build Kawhi if you're listening to No Name Sports. Uh, number three is Kyrie Irving. Uh, right now, it looks like he's favoring the Nets. He does have a player's option with the Celtics. Uh, looks like he will take that and test the free agent waters. Um, but there's also a chance he might end up with the Lakers and team back up with LeBron James. Um, if I'm Kyrie Irving, you can you can get over the, the arguments and the anger like they have him, he and LeBron have. But I still don't think I would want to go play with the guy just based off of the fact LeBron's getting older and. I don't know if I want that mess that has now become the LA Lakers either. Uh, number four is Kemba Walker. He's a 29-year-old unrestricted free agent playing for the Hornets. He's gone. I don't think he signs with the Hornets. I don't know where he's going, but I don't think he signs with the Hornets. Um, number five is Klay Thompson. Now, 
before last night's game when he blew his ACL, I had told a very good friend of mine, Drew, I said, Clay Thompson will be a Laker next year. Since he blew his ACL, um, I don't know. But I still think there's a there's a really good chance he will be a Laker next year. I think he wants to play for the Lakers. His father played for the Lakers. And I think it's definitely something that we could see happening uh, for sure. Number six is Kristaps Porzingis, a 23-year-old. I believe he's a Latvian. I'm sorry if I don't have that right. But uh, Kristaps Porzingis... He's a restricted free agent, and the way the restricted free agents work is the team who owns your rights, which is the uh, Dallas Mavericks, have the first shot at signing you, and if someone else wants to offer him more money, the Mavericks get a chance to match. So I think he'll be a Maverick. I think he signs a long-term extension here soon, very soon, and stays with the Dallas Mavericks for a very long time, and that they build a team there. In Dallas, number seven is Demarcus Cousins. Now, Demarcus Cousins is an unrestricted free agent going in. He famously only played a handful of, of games in the regular season, uh, coming back from an Achilles injury himself, and then also playoffs. He was hurt and he came back and he contributed. I think he will not resign with the Warriors, and he'll get a fat paycheck somewhere, wherever that might be. And this takes us to the last guy, number eight, Jimmy Butler, who was traded to the 76ers from the Timberwolves this year. Um, the 76ers are a very strange predicament, I think. They're in one. Because you have you have Joel Embiid, you have Ben Simmons, and you have Jimmy Butler, all of which very good players. Um, all of which you could build a team and have a good team for years to come. Uh, I'm not sold on Ben Simmons. The guy, all he can do is drive, so if you shut that down, he doesn't have an outside shot. Uh, ben, if you're listening to this, Head to the court and start putting up some jumpers, bud, because uh, those are the those are the only thing that's going to keep you in this league. But and then Joel Embiid seems to be a an emotional wreck from time to time, where you can't really decide what he's going to do with his life. So is Jimmy Butler going to try to stay there? He's a 29 year old, so feasibly six seven more years left in the league. Um, is Jimmy Butler going to want to stay in Philadelphia and deal with the, what's kind of become a little bit of a mess, a little unstable? Or is he going to sign somewhere else and build his own legacy and build a team around him and make a Jimmy Butler team? Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, other players of note on this list, D'Angelo Russell is an unrestricted free, age, free agent. Uh, plays for the, He's currently playing for the Nets. Famously was drafted by the Lakers. J.J. Redick is 34 years old. I want to know how he got that old. But he's also an unrestricted free agent. Marcus Gasol could decide to stay with the Raptors. I think that all depends on if Kawhi Leonard does as well. But there's definitely um, going to be an interesting summer. Interesting summer with with the NHL free agency in the draft, with the NBA draft as well. Um, Zion Williamson undoubtedly will go number one to, to the Pelicans. And then from there on, John ja, ja Morant's expected to go number two. And it'll be interesting to see. I'm not going to cover it too much because I don't want to do much too, I don't want to do too much speculation on what's going to happen and then find out later that I'm completely wrong. But uh, don't be don't be surprised if you see an Anthony Davis trade during during this and possibly if I was the Pelicans I would trade Anthony Davis to the Lakers for um, the number 4 pick to the Lakers own as well as uh, two players of your asking. Uh, looks like it might be Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball or just send him to the the Knicks 
for their high pick as well and, to, and players as well. Um, Anthony Davis has made it very, very, very clear he doesn't want to be a Pelican. And I don't see the point in keeping him around if he doesn't want to be there. It's only going to make your team struggle more. And you don't need uh, Zion Williamson, who could be a future star. Could be. We'll see. But could be a future star. You don't need him around that negativity at this point in his career. You need to build him up and build a team because this is definitely not the way to do it. But that's there's that going in the summer, but there's also the ultimate summer sport, Major League Baseball. Like I said, today is the 14th of June, and the standings in baseball, you have the New York Yankees. Um, they're a half game up on the Tampa Bay Rays in the, in the AL East. The, the Yankees have dealt with a myriad of injuries, and some of those players are coming back. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are supposed to be on their way back. Does this make the Yankees better or does it make them worse? You would stats and history would tell you they will be a better team. They will they should be better because these players coming in will make the team better. But baseball, baseball is notoriously a game of of streaks. And you have players who are hot. Do you want to keep do you want to ride the, you know, kind of ride the horses that got you there? You're not going to bench Stanton and Judge. It's not going to happen. But they're both very good players. However, um, will the team continue to do as well as they if they has been? Haven't been doing as great uh, as recent. Their last ten, they are three and seven, and the Tampa Bay Rays are on their way up to possibly, possibly take over the division tonight. It's very possible it could happen tonight. And the AL Central, a surprise Minnesota Twins team has an 11, 11 game lead on the Indians and a twelve game lead on the White Sox. This team kind of came out of nowhere. They went to the wild card game two years ago. Uh, didn't do too good last year, but signed the right players. They built their farm system up, and now it appears to be a very good team, a very fun team. And um, if they weren't in my division as an Indians fan, I would definitely be rooting for them. However, um, they are, so I'm not. Uh, the AL West, we have the Houston Astros have a nine and a half game lead on the surprise Texas Rangers. The Rangers are four games up, or four games above 500. Uh, Rangers. I don't think a lot of people saw this coming. I'm definitely happy to see it from them. Uh, at the bottom of that division, you have the Seattle Mariners, who started out smoking hot, uh, hitting home runs, hitting home runs, and then bats cooled down, and pitchers didn't hit pitches well, and they are now 29 and 43, 18 and a half games out of 500 or out of the division lead. Uh, National League East is the Atlanta Braves have a game and a half on the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, this this division doesn't have the most talent, but it might be the most fun to watch. Uh, just due to the fact that it's going to be close all season. The Mets are only six games back at 33 and 34 as well. They, and with Mickey Calloway being their coach, I'm a huge Mickey Calloway fan as a former pitching coach of the Indians. Um, there was talks of him getting fired. I don't believe that's happened. So definitely keep an eye on the AL East. Or I'm sorry, the NL East. But the, in the NL Central, you have the... The Milwaukee Brewers have a game lead on the Cubs, a five-game lead on the Cards, an eight-game lead on the Reds, and a nine-game lead on the Pirates. It is the 14th of June, and no one is out of it. They all have a chance to catch up, watch that division. It's going to be fun. Those two divisions, the last two divisions I talked about are both the divisions to keep an eye on. And then you have the NL West, where the Dodgers have a nine-and-a-half game lead on the Colorado Rockies. Uh, going over to the wild card, 
it's never too late. I'm sorry, never too early to talk about the wild card. Uh, season ends right now. It's the Rays versus the hosts will host the Rangers and uh, the Boston Red Sox and the Cleveland Indians and the Oakland Athletics will both be will all be a game to a game and a half out uh, on the outside looking in. And then you have the National League. The Phillies would host the Cubs with the Rockies, Diamondbacks two games out, as well as the Cardinals and New York Mets both being four games out. So it's going to be a very, very, very fun summer. Keep an eye on everything. Right now uh, is the U.S. Open, and that is also... It's always fun to watch the U.S. Open. I also do a, uh, a podcast with a friend of mine, Andy Deer. It's called From the Bunker. Uh, we will probably do a U.S. Open wrap-up show. I suggest you take some time to listen to that once that gets posted. Keep an eye on my social media. After I'm done here, I'm going to rename my Twitter. It'll no longer be I am Marshall 216. We are going to rename the Twitters No Name Sports. So if you'd like to follow me, No Name Sports, I will also be posting any from the bunker updates on there as well with my dear friend Andy. Uh, right now, second round is in progress. Justin Rose has a seven, he's on the lead with seven strokes under two shots over Adam Wise and Scott Percy. As well as Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley. It's gonna be. Uh, it's just gonna be. A, it's just a fun weekend, uh, folks. It is Father's Day weekend. As a father, I have two beautiful little girls. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, call your call your fathers this weekend. Tell them you love them. Uh, if you're if you're around your father, take them out for a round of golf or take them to a, take them to a minor league baseball game, major league if you got the money, or just do something with your dad this weekend. Uh, tell them you love them. Uh, most fathers don't get the love and adoration that a lot of moms get. But take the time, tell your father you love him. I'm sure he'll appreciate it more than you realize. So like I said, folks, keep an eye out for No Name Sports. Appreciate you listening. to. If you listened to the first episode, thank you. If you didn't, go ahead and check it in. It's just more of the premise of what this show is going to be. It's I want to make sports fun again. Uh, that is kind of my play on the MAGA of the President Trump uh, campaign slogan. But I want to make sports fun. And I think a lot of uh, people aren't. They've made it to where sports have become a business and it's dramatic and we have to yell and we have to scream at each other. That's not what I want to do. I want to give you some facts. I want to give you my opinion. I want you to listen to what I have to say and feel free to tell me I'm wrong. That's I'm going to use my Twitter account as a way for you to, to give me feedback. Um, if we don't know each other personally, um, you won't be able to do that. So get on my Twitter like I said, about to change it here to No Name Sports. Get on there, comment on there, and just say, hey, you know, I think Kevin Durant's a pretty good guy. And I'll be like, hey, I don't agree with you. But it is what it is. We're not going to say we're not going to fight with each other. It's going to be fun. Follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm not going to put my Facebook and Instagram stuff out there just in case this happens to get big. I don't need people tracking me down. But uh, Twitter is where you can find me publicly no name sports or if you are sharing this on my instagram well, from my instagram or my facebook let people know uh, pass it on to your friends share with your friends uh the more more listeners the better the bigger this comes the more fun we can have with it and uh i want some of my friends to get in on it with me it'll be a good time and uh, we'll, we'll have a blast so enjoy your father's day weekend folks i know it's going to be beautiful here in utah hopefully it's going to be beautiful in your neck of the woods have a great day and God bless.